break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 13th of September, 2022. Very happy to be back with you here on the show, and we've got plenty for you here on the show, as we always do. And today, we want to talk about how the Federal Reserve is waging class war. For the second straight month, inflation has slowed in the United States, yet the Federal Reserve is still planning a major interest rate hike for its next meeting this fall. As we will explain here, the Fed's desire to raise interest rates is not about cooling inflation, as they say, but about weakening the power of the working class by inducing a recession. The most recent Bureau of Labor Statistics report on inflation that came out today noted that in August, inflation rose one-tenth of a percent, 0.1 percent, after not rising at all in July. Energy prices, one of the major drivers of inflation, were down 5 percent overall. Gasoline prices down 10.6 percent. Auto sales, another big driver of inflation, were also up less than 1% and actually down one-tenth of a percent in terms of used cars. Now, it is notable that compared to last year, inflation is still up significantly. Prices are 8.3% higher than last August. Wages in August, however, were only up 5.2%. So essentially compared to a year ago, workers have experienced a net wage cut of 3.1% which is a big reason why roughly 150 million people are having some trouble meeting their week-to-week expenses, according to the Census Bureau's Household Pulse Survey. But again, the key takeaway here is that inflation does seem to be cooling, so it's unclear why the Federal Reserve is loading up for another big rate hike at its meeting in a couple weeks, claiming that it's necessary to curb inflation, rather than waiting to see if, in fact, inflation continues to cool or picks up. The Fed meets on September 20th, September 20th through 21st, in fact, and all the rumors are that they are going to pursue another two-thirds of a percentage point rate hike, so 0.75%. What does that actually mean? Well, essentially, it means an extra $75 is added to every $10,000 worth of debt you have. This rate hike will raise the federal funds rate to 3.25%. That means the Fed is set to add $325 in interest to every $10,000 you owe in debt in order to cool inflation, which, as mentioned already, is already cooling. So what's really going on here? Is the Fed just being cautious? Well, that's what they say, that this could be a false dawn and even more aggressive action is needed to fully tame inflation. The Fed's critics, of course, recognize that interest rate hikes are a precursor to economic downturns, which is why they're saying this could really be a bad idea. It could actually make the economy worse. Because when you raise the interest rate, you raise the cost of borrowing, which at the end of the day raises the cost of quote-unquote doing business, and thus contracts the economy. And that becomes something of a domino effect as businesses skating on easy credit also start to collapse. So the economy contracts, unemployment goes up, and inflation 
does, in fact, come down because with a weak economy, businesses don't want to be priced out of a more limited market. So they want the prices to be as, quote unquote, competitive as possible. And with businesses closing and unemployment up, workers will take lower wages and benefits, also making bosses less likely to raise prices in order to keep their profit margins high because they can count on slower wage growth doing that for them. But to circle back around here, if inflation is cooling, why would you even want to risk a recession? Especially when, of course, the Fed could wait you know, a month. They can actually do these things whenever they want. Well, this is where the class warfare element comes in. What's critical to understand is the biggest driver of inflation is profits. As a recent Economic Policy Institute analysis noted, out of every dollar prices go up, about 54 cents goes to pad corporations' profits, about 38 cents goes to deal with supply chain issues, and about 8 cents goes to increasing wages. This means more than anything else, the most effective way of addressing inflation is actually raising taxes on the wealthy. And this is something that the Congressional Budget Office noted in its review of the Inflation Reduction Act, that the most effective inflation-reducing measure of the bill were the tax increases. But of course, the wealthiest people have spent the entire last year or so trying to avoid any tax increases at all. That was, in fact, the entire reason Biden's Build Back Better plan did not pass, because the ultra-wealthy mounted a major campaign wrapped in many excuses, but that at its core was to avoid any significant tax increases after the sky-high profits they achieved in 2021 and 2022, which, while down from 2021, are still significantly above 2019 and 2020. In other words, the rich want the good times to keep on rolling. Inflation, however, is an issue. Something has to be done. So if you can't do the most effective thing, in classic American fashion, things turn to how do you do the most positive thing for capitalists of all the various options. So, like I said before, raising interest rates to address inflation is basically like a blunt force trauma approach to inflation. It'll stop it, but at great cost. However, those costs are significantly lesser for capitalists. They'll be able to lower wages and offer less benefits on the one hand, and the businesses that survive the rate hikes, the stronger ones that is, will be able to feast on failing businesses and smaller businesses that can't afford to borrow to grow. So ultimately, while some individual capitalists lose out, capitalists overall will benefit through the inducing of a recession because it helps them in the inflationary threat while also helping them consolidate their own wealth and helps weaken the obviously growing and energized labor movement by reducing workers' bargaining leverage. So at the end of the day, it all adds up to the medium term of capitalists getting more profits at the expense of the working class. And of course, this is why the Federal Reserve is pushing these efforts to induce a recession, to address inflation, because they ultimately want to help the capitalists. You cannot forget, Federal Reserve banks are actually owned by major banks, who also play a major role in the governing board of the Fed, which is also stacked with appointees that have strong 1% pedigrees. So this isn't an accident at all. They're deliberately attempting to induce a recession, to allegedly address inflation, but really to only address it in such a way that the burden falls mainly on the working class and not on the richest people. Now, the Fed, of course, has all sorts of things out there to dress up its policies, and its defenders point to two main issues, really, to defend this course of action of it, potentially at least, and it seems more likely than not, inducing a recession to address inflation. The one major idea is the idea that the economy is, quote unquote, overheating or that demand is outstripping supply. And the other one is that there's a danger of increasing wages driving inflation. But when you look at it, both points are, in a word, false. As for the economy overheating, this can actually be examined, as the Fed's defenders themselves have noted, by examining something known as the output gap. That's the difference between the actual GDP and a government measure of potential GDP. 
Potential GDP is essentially how much the economy could produce going at full tilt. So if actual GDP is above potential GDP, then it means the economy is overheating. But spoiler alert, as inflation accelerated at the greatest speed in 2021, actual GDP was still below the potential GDP. So obviously the economy overheating was not driving inflation. As for wages, as we've already pointed out, they're so low down on the totem pole in terms of increased costs, they clearly are not driving inflation. If only eight cents out of every dollar of inflation is going to wages as compared to 54 cents to profits. So throw that out the window as well. And really, when you look at it, these are the only two reasons, hence why they're so constantly repeated, that you would want to use interest rate rises to cool inflation because you want to cool the whole economy because it's overheating or wages are driving inflation. But since those two things aren't really real, well, there's only one more explanation you have for why the Fed is doing this. They want a very specific outcome for the richest people in corporations in this country, where those richest people in corporations come out on top of everyday people in terms of how inflation is addressed. You could, of course, tax the rich, institute price controls, and so on and so forth. But all of that hurts the rich more than the poor. So again, in classic American style, it's hard to gain much political support for those sorts of options. So at the end of the day, make no mistake about it. When the Fed meets in a week and a half, if they raise interest rates, it isn't about inflation. It's about making sure the power in our society leans more towards the rich than the working class. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York, East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles, Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 